This is Mokir Koryama, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Bunkai! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dropping Loads. It's me, Pouch, once again by myself, as Milky and Paco are off in Uruguay gallivanting and enjoying the great country, and of course visiting his uh, big brother and newborn niece. Um, As I promised, or maybe threatened, I was going to do a small solo podcast, kind of doing a brief commentary, not a brief commentary, commentary, whole fucking thing, a commentary on the Tokyo travel vlogs that Milky put up um, over the past, about, I think, four weeks uh, two weeks, I'm sorry, two, three weeks. Um, but first, I should mention this. It's a pretty big landmark for us. We never really celebrate it. I've mentioned it once or twice before, but I think it's important now because we've hit like a pretty big year. Um, as of yesterday, I'm recording this on February 22nd. As of February 21st, we just hit five years of dropping lows, everybody. Hold on. That's me clapping. Five years of dropping loads. It happened. And unfortunately, I can't celebrate it with anybody. I'm here by myself recording it in my house. I mean, I guess we'll briefly mention it and do a quick uh, thing on it next time Milky gets back, which as of now should be in a few days. Uh, So let's hope that he has a safe flight home. But by the time this goes up, we'll know for sure. Uh, So yeah, five years of dropping loads. Um, I'm... You know, I'm so incredibly proud of what we've done. Unfortunately, like, we, like, I mean, we don't have too much of a listenership, and, um, aside from Milky's mom, but even she's not listening right now, because she's in Uruguay with them. You know, it's just, a lot of podcasts don't seem to really last very long, and we lasted a pretty long fucking time, and I have to, like, really pat ourselves on the back for being able to do it for this long, and get as many listeners as we could over the years we did some pretty cool shit uh we just released our first uh, premium episode with spj we got a fuck ton of listens on that mia khalifa episode we i got to uh edit i got to record an edit with a with a professional voice actor that i've heard work from and a show that i fucking love dragon ball z kyle Aber. check that episode out it's pretty cool um, but yeah, we've done a lot over the years. I mean, I hope we can outdo ourselves as we continue moving forward. Uh, but yeah, happy anniversary, Dropping Loads. Five years, five great years of Dropping Loads. As I said um, beforehand, this is going to be a commentary track on the Tokyo Travel Vlogs. Uh, uh, over the last two, three weeks, um, day zero and day one were released and i just have to give credit where credit's due this is a hundred percent milky's baby so don't say it's dropping lows don't say it's me and and him it's a hundred percent milky he shot this all throughout japan and he edited he took his time months and months of hard work of editing putting this shit together and i love them they're fucking beautifully edited they're so great they make me so happy every time i watch them and i've watched them multiple times mind you it just brings me so much joy i mean one yeah i was a part of it i was there but it's just it's just awesome that we can that he created something so good and when i tell you if you haven't seen it you have to fucking see it his editing skills are fucking fantastic there's a great subject 
and he just he does a fantastic job narrating and summarizing what we've done. Um, but because I wasn't involved in that, I guess I think it's important that I I, I get to talk about what I experienced doing that trip. So um, here here I am piggybacking off of him again because he's the talented one and I'm not clearly. So I'm just like piggybacking off his talent talent once more. So um, I'm about to start day zero which uh he, he did it like that day zero was basically our traveling there because it takes about 12 hours to get there um plus another two three hours because we had a connecting flight into i keep saying chicago and i don't remember where but who gives a shit because that wasn't our final destination um but if we had a connecting flight somewhere around uh, chicago or detroit one of those two i'm pretty sure chicago and then we went over to um tokyo uh, but it's about a 12-hour flight plus a three-hour uh, flight to the layover was about 15 hours in total, 15-16 hours travel time. So he's decided, let's do a day zero explaining how we got there, as opposed to actually, you know, day one is when we actually start experiencing Japan, experiencing Japan for what it was, or at least Tokyo, because apparently uh, Tokyo is completely different from Japan proper. Um, so I'm, I'm about to click play. Uh, right now you'll see a beautiful breathtaking shot from what likely was um, Mount Hakone I believe is what it's called we did climb a mountain not climb a mountain we took cable car up to a mountain and that's the shot he likely took from me because I have a shot very similar to that and it was breath fucking taking I was in ecstasy when I was up there looking over that view that view is real and I was in awe but let's continue let's start So most of this um, royalty-free music is from uh, Kevin McLeod, so just be sure to check him out. Uh, he's a great, great composer. We've used him multiple times over the years, so be sure to check him out. Again, Kevin McLeod. That's M-A-C-L-E-O-D. So as you can see, it's this great intro that he created, uh, just splicing together a few shots of what we experienced, and then this is like the coup de grace, the title page. You see uh, how many are there? There's about 16 little squares on the on the screen right now, full of just shit that we experienced, and it's God, it's such a great it's such a great shot. Uh, of course, edited beautifully by Milky. But let's continue. Day zero, and that shot is a picture of uh, our Airbnb. As you can see, I wasn't here because I don't live with them. But so uh, this was all new to me when I saw it, and I was pretty happy. It was pretty funny. Millions of people travel to Tokyo every year. On September 2016, five friends and I embarked on an adventure to see what the fuzz is all about. Oh yeah. This is me. Yep. Christian. That's my. That's his real name. Real names here. Angie's great. Nick's great. Eugene's great, of course. Adam really hates pictures, so he'll be represented by this little drawing, if you can call it a drawing. I promise you, that drawing is more attractive than me in real life. I don't like pictures. I'm not much of an artist, but that's Adam for now. <laughs> that's so Bella. We our journey at home, just simply saying bye to our dog. Bella is such a great fucking dog. She's so fucking smart. I love that dog. And but she's spoiled as fuck. 
So, being spoiled and being smart is a bad combination. Off to the airport we were. Once we got past TSA and exchanged some dollars into yen, shit began to get stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were trying to figure out the exchange rate for a bit. A lot of people were hesitant because it is, uh, they do charge a lot at the airport. This is Miami International Airport. They do charge a lot. So we were like, should we do it in Japan? Should we not? We eventually figured out a plan in Japan itself. But right now, we just want to have cash beforehand. And it's pretty cool money. Like, uh, the bills are larger than our bills. And obviously, they look different, as you're going to see in a second. But yeah, this is pretty funny. <laughs> he does he fucking does he looks like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes he does I don't know who he is and I'm sorry if that's disrespectful but he does in fact look like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes That's a cute dog. I didn't even see that shot, obviously. That's me, unfortunately. She can. It's, it's true. He's right. It's true. Yeah, Chicago. I was right. I don't remember. I don't know when they did that because I didn't hear it. I mean, she's walked into the men's bathroom multiple times before. She has no shame, so I don't know why she was stopped. <laughs> Nick is hysterical, by the way. You'll find out. <laughs> he thought it was a photo. As you'll find out over the course of these videos, Nick is kind of, he feels like he has to be the host. He always needs to introduce what's happening and commentate on what's happening. It's really funny. That's how he is in real life. Like, I, I, sometimes when he, one time when he was drunk, he proceeded to introduce um, uh, his friend, his friends to his new friend by stating one fact about each and every one of them. It was pretty funny. Again, he, he just feels like he has to be the host. He's a great drunk. <laughs> Jesus' sister. I'm like trying to stay out of the camera, stay out of the shot. He doesn't even know how to react to that. <laughs> yeah, she has some. I don't know why she got really anxious, but she got really anxious. Yeah. Eighteen hour trip. He didn't say that right, by the way. <laughs> the 
This flight, I think, if I remember correctly, Paco was asleep most of it and clearly wasn't enough, as you can see. She's still sleeping as we're resting and getting food and shit in Chicago. Dude, if you need to fly to Japan, fly Japan Airlines. The service is fucking top-notch. They, they, they really put... Um, American Airlines to shame. Any other airline has never been as good as Japan Airlines. They just they just know how to treat their passengers. It's crazy. If you ever want to go to Japan, my recommendation is Japan Airlines. They know how to treat their passengers very, very well. <laughs> she didn't seem like it, but she was. Yeah. Both her and her brother Nick are really, really into food. They like to talk about shitting, by the way. They they like to talk about shits, just so you know. They're best friends since middle school, and they do like to talk about shits. And that's fact. That guy's laugh. I never saw him because my back was facing him. <laughs> he, yeah, his laugh is pretty funny. Yeah. I slept a lot, but I watched a few movies too. Yeah. I was sick. I was in the, on the verge of getting sick, so when we landed, uh, I don't know how the science of it works, but like, I guess like all my sick concentrated behind my left eye, and I was in a fuck ton of pain. I'm trying to remember if it was, um, no, no, that was my return flight. I think my my ah fuck, I don't remember if it was either the return flight or the the return flight or the arrival flight. I don't remember, but there was a point where when we were landing, all my sick like kind of just bundled up behind my my left eye as we were landing, as we were descending, like going down a fuck ton of um, going down a decent altitude from a decent altitude, at a very fast pace. My eye was flipping out like I was in an incredible amount of pain but whatever who cares it's not what you're here for yeah it was a little surreal at first we are which is the equivalent of like ten dollars or so Yes, it is very efficient. Everybody's pretty nice. Yeah, everybody's really nice. Yeah, that's fact. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of sameness over there. It's primarily Japanese people, as you would expect. Yes, they will do that. This was by far the biggest culture shock ever. So imagine six American people in rush hour, in the rush hour train, with 
like big ass suitcases. I had two. One of them was slightly broken, so I was getting dirty looks like fucking crazy. And mind you, again, we were fucking packed with our giant fucking suitcases. I got a ton of fucking um, dirty looks, and I also almost lost the rest of them. I know, like I was in a certain part of the train, and as it was filling up, the gap between us kept widening, and I almost lost them which would have sucked because obviously we have no um communication no phones uh in tokyo um but thankfully i didn't lose them uh we did lose them once but we'll talk about that i lost them once uh with my friend eugene uh because we're both asian but i'll talk about that at another point in time uh but yeah this was uh it truly fucking shocked us like we didn't expect i mean we always heard about it but like experiencing it was pretty fucking bad like it was another point in time not during the not during this moment when we were trying to head to our airbnb when we got really packed thankfully with our suitcases we got really really packed and they just kept again they just kept fitting and pushing more people into the fucking cart um, I believed I was molesting a Japanese man's ass for a good 15-20 minutes. Yes. Tokyo, at least to us. Never have we experienced so much people traveling at the same time. No. Shoving, shoving, they were shoving. Like, it was sorry. fucking annoying. Oh my god, did I hate you? Yeah. <laughs> Who is like fucking horrible? Like I am, this was a fucking nightmare. It was fucking horrible. Yesterday we got in pretty tired, so, you know, having to deal with all the traveling and the bus, everything, you know, trains, all that, some stuff we're not used to. This is actually part of day one. This is part of day one. I think when we got back, he shut off the camera because he was tired. This is during the day he wanted to get, obviously, better lighting. This is the inside of the Airbnb? This is, like... The, this is day one technically, but we didn't actually leave yet at this point. Uh, again, he probably wanted to turn it off because he couldn't get a good, he couldn't get any good lighting to film anything. You couldn't really see our neighborhood, um, which, by the way, if you walk through it, it's pretty fucking safe. Um, and, you know, if you watch a lot of animes um, in which, uh, I'm not saying that you should or you do, but if you do watch a lot of animes where it takes place in modern-day Japan and they do have people walking around in neighborhoods... As you would imagine, they're pretty true to life. Um, but like I said, at this point, this is day one. This is We haven't really left the house yet, so I guess he's still considering it day zero because so you, you get to see a tour of the little house that we uh, got. Hi. She's pretty happy, as you can see. <laughs> um, yeah, we all had slippers. Mine got dirty by the end. It has a bidet mixed in, yeah. The sink turns on because it, flu it, it flushes with the sink water, so it doesn't waste water. That's why I like it here because it's very efficient. They should do that in America. They yeah, should. And, and then and, uh, apparently here, you, um, whenever you take a shower, you take a shower to like wet yourself and wash yourself, and uh, then wait. you take a bath. So you take a shower out here, and then then you go take a bath, and with the bath water, you, you soak. Clothes, yeah. So I don't know if you wash your clothes there, but I'm not sure about that. But she's more of a weeaboo than I am, so. <laughs> she is a weeaboo, I'm not. Yes, it's fucking awesome. 
It was literally right down the street. That 7-Eleven had everything we needed and everything was pretty cheap and the service was awesome. Customer service was great. And like we all kind of fell in love with these little triangular rice balls called um, onigiri. Uh, it's kind of like shaped in the, in the shaped it into like a triangle not a pyramid but like a, a straight up triangle but just some depth to it and in the middle of it it's primarily rice in the middle of it they usually put some meat some fish or something like that and you can wrap it around a seaweed it's the greatest little snack ever it only costs like a dollar dollar fifty it's such a great thing to eat it's pretty hearty you can walk you can eat one but i mean they're so good you kind of want to eat two but that's because i'm a fat um greedy american <laughs> you are able to just eat one and you just be satisfied with that it's that fucking good yeah, you have to sort trash out. They're very, it's very important. It's like combustible, non-combustible, and plastics, I think is what they called. How they sorted it, I mean. That's, that room is actually why we chose it. Yeah. Like when we were looking at pictures choose to choose the Airbnb, that that was the that room was pretty much the reason why we chose it because it was we as we called it Japanese as fuck. Well, Japanese style. Yeah. Uh, dining table, dining room, but it's like the back. This is like where yeah. we chill right here. It's pretty cool. I liked it. They were pretty tough to walk down, yeah, and up. Sliding doors. Lots of sliding doors in that house. Yeah, they are pretty comfy. They're very comfy. Spending time? It was pretty cool. I liked my little room. It just didn't have an AC, so I had to keep the door open to, to have the AC travel over. No, those those shits were comfortable as fuck, dude. Chandelier. Yeah. Yeah. I was too big. I was too big for that house, for the most part. It was crazy because I feel like in one space that a house in America in the U.S. would be, they managed to fit like three houses. It's pretty fucking cool. Like, granted, there are no fucking yards because of that, but it's just there isn't a whole lot of space for a lot of people. So. Oh Please fuck. Yeah. Okay. So that was day 0 before we actually experienced shit. Now we got we go on to day 1 where we go to Shinjuku and this is when we actually start doing shit. So let me start that. I'm about to play press play right now on day 1. To most of us, Japan has always been this 
Oh fuck yeah. It is pretty fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, it can be chaotic at times, but overall, there's a certain amount of grace and serenity uh, in a lot of places there. But maybe it's because we're being really, because we're being really touristy. I don't know. Probably because we're being really touristy, and we're kind of cynical Americans, privileged as fuck. Day one. That's a shot, I believe, of Shinjuku, uh, uh, the red light district. I don't know, fuck it. We walked a lot that day. We walked through a lot of shit that day. It was a few blocks away. We, uh, we kind of all rushed to cross the street and he wouldn't do it. So, because it was like, it was about to hit, like, you know, there's, um, at the crosswalk, there's like red lights and green lights telling you when it's safe to cross and when it's not. We kind of rushed through and ran as it was turning red and he refused. He, like I said, Nick's a funny dude. And he was dressed up so nicely, we used to fucking walk a lot, so I don't know why. Again, music by Kevin Mc McLeod. Check his shit out. It was really, really cool. Because Pokemon Go had just come out over there. And it was just a lot of, like, parents playing Pokemon Go with their kids all throughout that park. Like, lots of families, you know. Personally, I don't see a whole lot of families at parks here in Miami, so that was pretty cool to see over there. And the, the, the flea market was awesome. I really liked the flea market. It's a pretty cool shrine. I don't remember my experience here. I don't remember being very enthusiastic. I think I was kind of, I think I was still kind of tired, actually. We did. We took a lot of time just examining that shit. We saw a few shrines, to say the least. That, that, that joke actually made me laugh, and apparently that's Paco's joke. This place I really fucking liked. G's views are pretty awesome. Yep. The elevators went up pretty high. You had to wait in line to get into the elevator. And they, you know, like, they fucking bowed. Like, these fucking people, as you would imagine, they bowed. Like, like the people who service the elevator, because it's a touristy thing, so they have to, like, admit you, and then they had to uh, usher you into the elevator. And, again, most of the people actually bowed, like, all the way fucking down to show their respect and, I guess, gratitude that you're enjoying this uh, observatory. It was pretty cool. Um, I mean, there's a lot of half bows over there, especially if you go to, like, the grocery store, the 100 yen shop. But when you do a full bow like that, I think it's, like, really fucking significant. <laughs> Yeah. 
I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I'm, it's not like I disliked the Godzilla. I just think there was cooler shit there. There was, there was a lot of uh, Studio Ghibli stuff, Studio Ghibli stuff, which is a anim which is a movie studio that create that makes fantastic anime movies, and there was a lot of great merchandise merchandise there, and like I just didn't want to buy anything because I this was like the first day we were there, and I just thought okay, other opportunities will come up, and I regret it ever since because it was one little change co uh, coin purse that I fucking loved, and I still regret not getting it right now. It was fucking tight in there. It was very small. This is a very short alley, insanely packed. Yes. Very fucking small. It's too small for me. I'm too big for that. We stopped at one of them for some delicious yakitori. Pretty good. The sounds of a busy Tokyo street. Is unlike anything we had heard before. We were excited, and we hadn't seen shit yet. Yeah, <laughs> that fucking song playing. Ugh, it was fun. There was a lot of stopping and taking pictures of different buildings and shit like that. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I saw a lot of arcades. I didn't see any of the other stuff, maybe because I wasn't paying attention. But, um, it was cool. There's a, by the way, there's like a fucking convenience store in every corner of every block in, in Tokyo. It's sometimes 7 Eleven, sometimes it's something else. It's like, there's a lot of fucking convenience stores. We asked that question multiple times all throughout that night. We still we never figured out the answer, by the way. What the fuck is a Manzoku? I have no idea. And I forgot to mention the most important thing about this district. That was really fucking cool. We were trying to find a way to get up there and see it, but we couldn't figure it out. I think we had to go into a restaurant or something like that, but it's, yeah. Those fucking crane games are such a fucking ripoff. I don't think any of us won anything. Oh, check out Eugene versus the fucking bunny, dude. This is epic as fuck. <laughs> There's like barely, barely any fucking cuts. You gotta watch this shit. He, mind you, he keeps saying that, but you'll see. <laughs> he keeps saying he's not gonna convert ten dollars. Another ten dollars, but he keeps doing it. He keeps fucking changing ten dollars to play these fucking crane games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he kept doing it. That was close. 
He got really close several times. I, at this point, I was like jumping between this group and playing, uh, watching Nick play a game in another corner of the arcade. Watch Angie's reaction here. She was so hype. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to change another bill but he decided to again I think he spent almost $30 on that shit $30 I think he spent on that Yeah. This one was pretty fucking close. Yeah. Barely any cuts to this. This is such epic fucking footage of him trying to win a fucking bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yes he in fact changed another fucking bill for that shit <laughs> catchphrase of that night oh my bad apparently he didn't spend the next bill he didn't change the next bill but here's when we start experiencing robot restaurant and when I tell you it's a fucking experience it is a fucking experience from beginning to end we still have no idea what we saw but it was very entertaining This is the waiting room music. There's some guy wearing a very shimmering fucking costume playing guitar. I was so fucking hungry at this point because I hadn't eaten, but I really wanted to eat, but everything was too expensive. Yeah, it was primarily tourists, so there wasn't a whole lot of Japanese people in there. It's obviously catered for tourists. It was an experience. Like, we still aren't exactly sure what we saw, but holy fuck, it was very entertaining. And it's definitely worth the price of admission. And it got fucking hot on the way down. Man, we had no idea what we 
Unfortunately, the jet lag was hitting me at the beginning of the show and I was falling asleep, but I woke the fuck up right afterwards. During the second half of the show is when I woke the fuck up, because this shit is an experience. Like, I, I, I think Nick really summarizes it best, but, like, holy fuck, it is just, just weirdness. Weirdness, and, like, multicolored lights, and techno music, and dancing. That's pretty much how you describe this show, but it was extremely entertaining, and if you really, if you are ever in Tokyo, and you got about 80 bucks to spare, it's definitely worth watching it. It's fucking awesome. It really is, despite how weird it is, you know? Just laser lights, dancing, and weirdness. <laughs> and I guess some robots. <laughs> I mean, it's in the name of the fucking show, I suppose. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what just happened. Yeah. That's a pretty fucking good, I think, explanation of it. He said, I feel like this is how Japanese people feel that foreigners see Japanese people. So they kind of think that that's how we see them. Because there was a lot of random fucking Japanese stereotypes, a lot of weird shit going on that, you know, works into our definition of, um, of what comes out of Japan. At least that's what I think, and I, I honestly think he summarized it very well with that statement. And right now, unfortunately, it, this sh uh, this moment in the video, um, it was only Eugene, Paco, Milky, who were actually um, like just going through the bars. And uh, unfortunately, in this shot of the video, it was only Eugene, Paco, Milky, um, Nick, Angie, and me were at the Airbnb because we were fucking tired, like. Um, like I said, I was, the jet lag was hitting me, so I was falling asleep in the middle of that trippy ass show. So I just needed to get the back, get the fuck back home, and I think get some sleep. But while, while they went out to explore Golden Guy, which is like a red light district and has a fuck ton of bars and shit like that. Yeah. Not red light district. Fuck, I'm really bad at describing these. It's just a ton of bars. Like a collection of bars. It seems like I... I don't necessarily think I would enjoy it, but basic, based on the way they described the owner, I would have liked the owner, because the owner seems like a cool motherfucker. He tried to look like Wayne from Wayne's World, you know? It's a, a Japanese version of Wayne. It's pretty cool. He seems like a cool motherfucker. I, that's the only reason why, because like I, I don't think I care too much for the bar itself, 
But like, I really wish I could have went just to meet the the owner because he seemed like such a funny, cool motherfucker. That's what they describe. That's what that's how they described him at least. Yeah. They described him as someone really, really cool. So I, I wish I would have met that guy. Oh, that's Alcatraz ER. Okay, so by the time this goes up, uh, day one had been out for about almost two weeks, um, uh, about a week and a half, and uh, by the end of by the end of this week, the week that you're listening to the episode, not the week that I'm currently in from the past, um, that Friday, I believe we would have put up day two, and I've seen day two, and it's pretty fucking funny. Um, yeah, uh, by the end of it, we went to this restaurant called Alcatraz ER, and again, that, it was, that was also an experience, and you will see, uh, in day two. So, in the meantime, um, we'll see you, hopefully, next week with Milky, and, uh, probably not Paco, but Milky should be back by next week, and we can do, uh, more of a bit on, um, on the fifth year of Dropping Loads, and uh, I hope I didn't bore you. I hope you could hear me. I hope you could hear the audio, the video well enough. Uh, let me know. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do this again because Milky's going to be here for the next few months at least. I don't think he's going to go out of town for a while. You won't be subjected to this shit again. Um, but I hope I, I hope it was at least a little bit interesting to hear like my insight into uh, our trip to Japan. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, watch the videos, of course, again, those are Christian's babies, they're so fucking insanely well made, you have to check them out on uh, youtube.com slash droppingloadsp, or you can find it at droppingloads.com, there's a link there, uh, please, please, please check them out, um, they're great, great, great videos, again, supporting Milky, who's a great fucking, at this point, he, yeah, he's a great documentarian, he's a great director photographer, he's a great editor, you know, it's just, I don't have as much talent as he is, so you should support someone who does have talent, so thank you again, um, again, thank you, who've, who've been, whoever has been listening to us for the past five years, which I'm sure there aren't many of you left, uh, I know Milky's mom does, but other than that, but anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you for five years, and I hope you keep listening to us and I really appreciate anybody who does um, until next time uh, we love dropping loads and I especially do after five years of doing this Hey, everybody out there listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to support this show and shows like it? Well, you can if you go to patreon.com slash BS Podcast Network. You can donate anything from $1 a month to $1,000 a month. We have tiers, so the more money we get, the more stuff we produce and the more cool stuff you can get and listen to. So go check it out right now. And here's your show back to your show audio in progress.